0: Books, Kids, and Creations videocast with Tracy Bloom, and I am very excited to be here today speaking with Patrick Quinn, a parenting expert from Brainly. Welcome, Patrick.
1: Thank you. Thank you so much for having me. I appreciate it.
0: You're welcome. So your career as um, a parenting expert, you started working with kids Long, long ago, you were a special a special education teacher for quite some time, correct?
1: Yes, that's right. Yeah. Yes.
0: So how how did you get into um, you know working with kids? Have you always wanted to work with kids? Um,
1: <laughs> I wish it was that altruistic, but it was more like I was a I was an ocean lifeguard, and oh. you know, in high school and coll- college, and I sort of picked being a teacher so i can keep lifeguarding in the summer times and it was uh you know so a little bit of a backwards way to go about it but um you know even as a lifeguard i was i was part of the uh, junior lifeguard program so teaching younger kids you know lifeguarding techniques swimming running and things like that um but then started teaching in uh brooklyn new york and just really loved it for the time that i was a teacher so uh yeah i i, I so sometimes you know i know a lot of people get into education because they really want to be the educators they can be and uh i want to. i took it took a different angle i guess at it
0: (laughs) well it's Uh, great how how things have unfolded for you and um then you started working well first of all you co-founded life of dad so talk to us a little bit about how that transpired
1: yeah absolutely um so life of dad started out as um, a personal blog it's my brother-in-law's personal blog actually his um, daughter was born with a congenital heart defect and it was his way to kind of get information out. And also, he's an entertainment, so he's always just kind of making some goofy content. Um, he knew that I was a writer on like on the side. It was just like more of a hobby thing. So he asked me to start contributing to it also. At that point, I was a parent. I had a daughter when, when I was kind of the co-founder there. So from there, he and I and a couple of other partners, we started growing Life of Dad Um to being bigger and bigger through all different kinds of content, through um, Facebook Live content, through um, blogs. I would be writing blogs, doing uh, creative content for videos, um, just about every medium. So we grew Life of Dad to be uh, from essentially a personal blog to a big platform for parents, um, specifically for dads. But we had wound up having about uh, 50% of our audience was women, so we had moms and dads all following us pretty equally. Um, but yeah, life of dad was a, it was it was great, um, and I did that full time for a long while um, until uh, just recently, and now it's uh, some of my partners are the ones who are still running it now.
0: Seems very rewarding in all areas, and then you kind of took on this role of parenting expert with Braylon. How do you become a parenting expert?
1: (laughs) Yes, uh, well, this is a a designation that my wife might argue with. Uh, Sometimes she gives me a big eye roll and she's like, you're the parenting expert because (laughs) she's the one who handles all the schedules. She knows she's on top of all the things and I'm more of just like, okay, let's get in the car, let's get going, (laughs) you know? Um, (laughs) So it was just a a, kind of a roll up of all my past experience, Um, being an educator, uh, running life of dad for so long. Um, you know, just all this, these things kind of come together, being a parent for three kids myself. Um, they kind of gave me that designation just because of that, because I have all these, all these different avenues into working with kids and, uh, and education. And uh, yeah, so I guess that's, that's where, that's where it came from. But yeah, there are some people specifically in my household who would, argue that point a little bit, so.
0: <laughs> yeah, and I'm sure with um, how things have transpired over the last year with COVID and a lot of things changing for parents and for students, um, I'm sure you've been very busy with giving advice and helping people. Um, can you share some of your experiences over the last year with with that?
1: Yeah, absolutely. I, I mean, Brangley has done, it did a bunch of different surveys about you know, kids and students and how they're coping with uh, the stresses of COVID and and trying to do at home learning. Um, we did. Uh, we've Brainly has put out a bunch of uh, materials on how best to manage it, especially early on in the year when kids were either. Initially um starting to work from home or if they were doing the combination, some of them in school, some of them out. So right right from the get-go, it was like, you know, setting up base camps for where your kids were, will be and have an education center, um, minimizing distractions, uh, making sure they have healthy snacks in the house, um, setting up defined schedules to make sure that they realize, you know, they're not just they can't just literally Roll on their side while they're still half asleep, and log into their classroom. You know that they need to get up, have breakfast, all that stuff. Um, we've done some surveys uh, asking students how they feel. What's the biggest stress issues about um, about the, what they're feeling about uh, about COVID and online learning and the difficulties they're having with it, or the things that they find the most rewarding? So, um, so Brandly really kind of dove into all of the the entire experience from not just the student side, but also, you know, parent side and how the educators also feel about it. So, um,
0: yeah. Yeah, yeah,
1: there's been a, a lot about it. And, uh, you know, it's something that everybody is still learning, you know, students and te- teachers and administrations are still still trying to figure out the best way about to to, to do this. Um, right. hopefully they won't have to do it for so much too much longer. But, you know, it's kind of uh, remarkable the way a lot of school systems were able to turn it around and turn into something that's uh, viable.
0: Oh yeah. I mean, I'm shocked. My sister's a teacher and I'm like, how are you doing this? You know, just, (laughs) and I wonder, you know, how teachers are able to teach art through zoom, you know, and I guess everyone's just being very creative with how they can still get it done and still share messages and still get together and share ideas. And I love that brainly is also helping through this huge platform of, professionals to contribute and help with homework and help answer questions and yeah. share data. And I saw that you had put together something for brain foods. And I, yes. went, I <laughs> that. and I started looking at your, your list. And I went, do I eat that? Do I eat that? You know. <laughs> so, um, talk about some of your recommendations for, for foods that you found um, as far as keeping kids sharp.
1: Yeah, I mean, there's there's a there's all different ways to, that the that food will help, uh, obviously, or hinder if you're eating the wrong stuff. But um, there are some foods that are more long term, like it's going to help your cognition cognition long long uh, longer than just like an initial. You've eaten something, you're feeling better. I'm going to be you know more focused. But things like if you're eating fish or things that have uh, omega three fatty acids in it. Those, uh, those, those nutrients are known to be brain boosters uh, to keep your brain functioning better in the long run. Um, it's something that as an adult, you want to be eating also, just to make sure that you don't have any cognitive decline down the line. Um, but other things like uh, berries and uh, darker, darker fruits, those ones have a lot of vitamins in there that'll give your brain boosts um, right, v- pretty much right away. It'll help you keep you sharp, and not bog you down like the way that you know every, everybody's experienced it. You go out, you have a big hamburger for lunch or something <laughs> like that, and your afternoon is just nothing but like a, a, a walking nap time. So right. you know, if you're able to eat things that are really going to keep your brain going, keep your body feeling full... Um, things like oatmeal, having oatmeal in the morning, um, that'll help, especially with the kids that'll help them to with the nutrients inside, but it also keeps them full. So they're not distracted. They're not going to, uh, be thinking more about what they're going to be eating than, uh, you know, and then you can mix the, some things like oatmeal or Greek yogurts with some of the other things, like the berries, that'll help help in, in different ways. So, yeah, there's a there's an entire list, and you know, I invite everybody to kind of take a look at the Brainly list of foods that would be good because there's something for everybody on there,
0: right? And sometimes when I start looking into stuff, I go down the rabbit hole of looking, and I came <laughs> across this this um, article of one of the world's strongest men is completely vegan, and that was so shocking to me, and I went, like, you know, I mean, there's something to this plant-based diet and eating plant-based, and then here I go having a huge burger for lunch, so <laughs> here we are, but... <laughs>
1: yeah one of my friends uh, his name is Corey and he runs a website called lean green dad and uh, he visited me out here in Austin one time and we went out for vegan food and I, I've eaten some vegan stuff but now you know I'm not I don't subscribe to it religiously but man we ate some vegan burgers and stuff that blew me away but he right. even he made sure to I know he was like this is vegan but it is junk food like this is not you're not gonna eat this and like lose weight but right. um, but yeah, vegan, vegan. I mean, if, if I had to, I don't think it would be too much of an issue to go vegan, except I'd miss cheese. I think that, would yes. be, you know, yes. That's
0: great. <laughs> and, you know, so there's a lot of people who um, listen into this channel that come from a writing background, since this is part of Authors on the Air Network. And I saw that you were part, or are you the sole creator or part creator of the Nickelodeon show Spiders?
1: Um, I am a co-creator of it. So okay. there's um, two of my partners from Life of Dad um, and I, we got together and we created this show. Um, it was originally called The Coverts. It was about a family of secret agents, essentially, who saved the world's masterpieces of art from destruction from a crazed billionaire who wanted to make performance art out of destroying it. So the first season when we had originally concepted it was uh, was set in Prague. Um, The way we worked it was I would write the story and the character lines out. So I just wrote it free form. Like, here's what will happen for the entire season. Here's what happens episode by episode. Um, My partner, David, he's, he teaches film, so he would contribute in there, but he put it into script form. Um, Tom, my, another partner was, was in there helping out with like character development and he was a more handling the business side. So yeah, we created that a bunch of years ago and then Nickelodeon bought it and then they made it in Israel. And apparently right now, everybody in the world can watch my show, which was changed now. Now it's called the Spiders. And instead of artwork, it's featured, it focuses on environmental issues. Um, It's still basically the same concept. The characters are hilarious. It's really fun to watch because I've seen some of it on YouTube. But you can yeah. see it all over the world except for the United States. So I can't even watch my own show; it hasn't broadcast here, unfortunately. But what? if I was living in Singapore or Dubai, I'd be able to watch Spiders right now on Nickelodeon International.
0: Yeah, I did see the trailer for it, and I went, "Oh, that's cool!" And then I started <laughs> thinking, like, "Okay, how did he did he write the script for it? How long did it take?" <laughs> you know? So I just started. Um, so during COVID. You know, a lot of people had extra time on their hands and time alone, and um, I wanted to adapt one of my fairy tales into a theatrical performance, and so I downloaded a bunch of play scripts and joined theater groups and all this stuff and um, learned how to do it, but I just saw that you did that. I went, oh, how did he do it? What did he do? (laughs) You know, that's really neat. I'm sure a lot of other authors want to know, too, you know, um... You say that you wrote it some time ago, so
1: yeah, it was initially. Um, I mean, I, I I got a really lucky break on this in that um, Tom, one of my partners, he is the warm-up guy for the Elm DeGeneres show. Oh, cool. so he has a lot of industry, you know, inside tracks. And so he, he had spoken to somebody he knew within uh, the, within Nickelodeon, and then they passed, you know, the the information on. Um, initially, they had pitched, Tom and David had pitched one show, and then they passed, but they said, hey, here's some concepts where we want. And so we created um, the Coverts, which became the Spiders, uh, based on one of the concepts, which was they wanted to feature locations almost as, um, almost as much of a character as the main characters. So that's why it was set in Prague and it was going to be focusing on the arts and architecture and culture of the city of Prague. So it went back, the, 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 the main attack was going to be on an artist called Alpha. His name is Alphonse Muka um, who was Prague based. And he, um, if you saw some of his works, you'd be like, I've totally seen that stuff before. Um, so that's the, that was where it was born, born out of, but it was a very long process. I mean, it took, four to five years before we actually, they were actually filming. Um, But that's really what it came down to is the, uh, the break that we got because Tom had this, uh, this insider, uh, you know, connection that was able to get us out there to be able to pitch this stuff out to them. So, um, if, it, if I had to do it without any of that, I honestly, I might be in the same boat where I say, I don't know exactly how to start on this, you know, um, other than reaching out to people in writing communities, reaching out to other, you know, script writers, playwriters, whatever you can, you know, I've become friends with a bunch of authors that I really like, like, uh, AJ Jacobs who wrote a book called the year of living biblically and the know it all. And he's written a bunch of books, Jonathan L. Howard. Um, and sometimes it's as easy as just connecting with them on, on Twitter or, you know, Facebook. And then you can kind of banter back and forth and through, maybe throw ideas and see if you can get a, get a, a pathway into their agents or something like that. Right. Yeah. yeah, I
0: think like the power of collaboration is so huge. And so when you try to do something by yourself and just like, you know, I'm sure you've seen with Brainly when you have somebody trying to get through something by themselves and they can't really get it, but then yeah. you open the world of all these possible sources to them and then people will grow and learn and evolve. And it's free. Exactly. It's for
1: yeah. I yeah. want to read your, uh, your play though. That's well.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I'm pretty excited about it.
1: <laughs> <laughs> uh, I actually have final draft as one of my tabs open right now because I've been working on a couple of others, other projects that I'm trying to put together. So yeah. Nice. Yeah. Always, always trying to write something new.
0: Yes, that is that is true. I usually have about four to five projects going at once where I'm like, okay, put that one down onto this one.
1: My rocket book of ideas that almost got erased the other day because I didn't oh, realize gosh. in the sun, I don't know if you use rocket book, but half of my notes got ha- almost erased because it got too hot. Um, for I was taking like uh, project ideas for one of the scripts I'm writing on and I was sitting out in the sun, and uh, all of a sudden, I looked. I was like, "What the heck happened to my notes?" Then,
0: almost oh,
1: gone. I could just barely see it now. So,
0: I've never heard of Rocket Book. I don't know what that is. It's
1: fantastic. It's um, so if you if you like writing freehand, it's these yes. sort of like plastic pages, and yeah. they're right. But it feels like regular paper, sort of, when you're writing on it. Yeah, but you can write on it and then erase it. You just get a wet cloth, erase it. And then you can designate. It's got all these little, I don't know if you can really see it, but little things to show where you can send your things to it. Oh. And it'll automatically go to like your um, Google drive or your email or something like that. So if you're like me, who I really like, I need yeah. to jot things down and get away from computers, then you're able to instantly get that onto your computer then. And then you have the, your scribble, scrabble notes on there. So.
0: Now that's neat, and you don't have to uh,
1: keep buying different notebooks. You just keep racing and start anew. So.
0: Yes, you better believe that I have journal stacks. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, this this thing behind me—well, you can't see it, but it's a chest, and there's just stacks of journals in there from the years. So,
1: yeah, yeah, my uh, my <laughs> big disaster bookshelf over here has, I'm sure, like twenty or thirty notebooks in there before I got RocketBook. So. This is turning into a big pitch for RocketBook. Everybody, yeah, oh, I don't I don't know, know. Right? just kidding. We don't. Have topics,
0: but. <laughs> <Not definitely. laughs> well, that's really neat. Yeah. So, over the last, I guess, year or so, um, what are some of the main things that you've helped people solve through Brainly? I was wondering how you guys find your your professionals, your go-to people for solving these problems, because well, it seems like they're everywhere.
1: That, yeah, actually, and the, the the wonderful thing about Brainly is is that the experts that are on the site are students themselves. Um, So essentially it's, it's free for any kids to join. And they do have, we have subject, there's, Brainly has subject matter experts who monitor the answers that are being helped at helped with making sure that the paths to the answers are correct. But mainly the main focus is that kids are helping other kids with subjects that they're strong with. So if, for instance, my son was had trouble with math for the other day. I, oh, I've i had trouble with math since sixth grade myself. So I was like no use. We were doing um, uh, multiple applying and dividing fractions. So I was trying to help him. I couldn't do it. So I said, you know, go on to your Brainly account. So he goes on to Brainly, asks a question, and then kids from all around the world who were at his level got on and started helping him to find, to figure out how to Get the correct answers so he then was able to teach me how to divide and multiply fractions um so the the subject matter experts are there just to kind of monitor and make sure that things are correct that um, people aren't being led astray in the way that they're going to find their answers but for the most part the help that's given is all just students helping students so when they are helping the other kids too they're reinforcing the learning that they already have, which is fantastic. It's one of the best ways for anybody to actually learn is to teach somebody else. Um, and so it really helps the kids to reinforce the learning they have and to get help from at their level for the stuff that they might be struggling with.
0: That's awesome. Yeah. And then with your segment, I mean, with being in the parenting realm, what's some of the, most challenging problems that you've assisted with or some of the things that you've helped resolve?
1: Oh man, well I mean this math one, I I didn't even help there. (laughs)
0: That was a a tough
1: one there. Um, Yeah, generally whenever it comes to anything with math, uh, after about the fourth or fifth grade I was stuck, I I just couldn't help my kids anymore and especially with the way that things are taught now which is just so different from when you know most of us were younger Mm -hmm. that it's. I mean, sometimes I can look at a problem and say, like, I can get you the answer, but it's not going to be the correct process. Like that, you need to know now. So you know, you might have a correct answer, but it's not going to be. It's not really going to help you in you know continuing on the line. And that's another way that Brainly is great is that it's it's not just giving answers. It's giving processes. It's giving uh, kids the way to find the answers, whether it be math or English or. Social studies or any subject out there. So, um, so yeah. Uh, f- as a parent, though, now when you ask that question, do you just mean as a it's socially or just as like for educationally?
0: I th- well, pick or choose, um, but <laughs> I- <laughs> whichever one you'd like to talk to.
1: Uh, I don't even know, man. It's it's, it's, a, it's a that's a tough one to say. Just because I mean, the math ones are the intellectual ones that I, I struggle with, but. Um, you know, my daughter is uh, is is fourteen now, so it's any of this, any of the social stuff with her friends and going out and all that kind of stuff. That's the stuff that you know I'm trying to figure out right now. Like, how, like what, how late can she stay out? You know? right. who Who's going to be there with you hanging out with your friends? You know, how, like, do you need someone there anymore? I don't even know. So, you know, figuring that out now is uh, it's a bit of a, a, a struggle for me.
0: Yeah. 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 Well, I feel like a lot of parents are probably in your same boat as far as you know, learning new things too. And th- I feel like this whole year has been a whole learning process for so many people in so many areas. And I just think it's really neat what you're doing with Brainly and and in general with everything you have going on. Um, so
1: yeah, everybody says that Brainly is a great resource for the students, but honestly, it's a much bigger resource for the parents because you know especially if you're working from home too if you're working from home and you don't have the time to sit with your kids who are actually doing the own home at home learning it's uh it's great to be able to re- refer to them to that and know that they will safely get the right processes to um figure out what they're what they're struggling with
0: right because it's like well we only know what we know <laughs>
1: <laughs> exactly
0: we things, but I like that there is a collaborative way for everybody to kind of help each other out. And I love the the message of getting through it together and solving the problem together and helping each other, um, no matter where you are in the world. I think that's really neat.
1: Yeah, yeah, it's it's so nice. It's nice, and it's a nice way to uh, kind of keep the social interaction up there, too, that, you know, kids are able to connect with kids literally around the around the world so it's pretty fantastic
0: that's cool yeah um and so for this year do you have any new fun projects on the horizon or anything you'd like to talk about
1: um for personally this this writing as long as I don't accidentally erase my my, my name anymore we've got that going on um with brainly the new projects are um, the brainly app that does the math solver take a picture and it shows you how to do things. That's a, that's a pretty fantastic wow. thing. So yeah. um, that's, that's, that's something good. And Brainly does have other stuff, stuff uh, in the works that they're always, you know, working on enhancing and improving what they're, what they're offering for the kids. So uh, yeah, there, there will be more coming up uh, throughout the year. So, you know, just have to keep an eye on brainly.com so that you're able to see it when it does pop up.
0: And does Brainly help up to a certain, uh, certain education level or is it just ongoing?
1: It, I mean depending on where depending on where you stopped I guess but um it, it is generally from middle school on through college so, okay. so you yeah and it doesn't have to be capped there anybody can go on if they're you know like me and you're struggling with a math problem you can throw it in there and somebody's gonna help you so you know it might be a little weird a 40 something year old being helped by a 12-year-old out of no I think so. but I they know it better than I do. Please help.
0: Right. I mean, kids, kids are very sharp. I mean, they're growing up with technology that didn't exist when we were younger and exactly. it's like they're so slick with the iPads and everything. Yep. But yeah, it's I'm sure that there's definitely a 12-year-old who knows much more than I do in certain areas. <laughs>
1: Exactly. Yeah, my four-year-old sometimes blows me away. So when he does stuff on the computers, I'm like, "How did you? How did you? Like, I know, I I know that, but how did you know that?"
0: It's like, "Are you coding?" (laughs) (laughs)
1: Uh,
0: Well, Patrick, thank you so much for for joining us today, and it's been really fun chatting with you. Um, I'm very excited to see how Brainly evolves over the years, and. Um, I'm excited to see all the great stories that are going to come out as regards to what you're working on too. Yes.
1: Yeah. Hopefully we'll see. But uh, yeah. And I want to see yours soon.
0: Yes. I will get that to you. That'll
1: be fantastic. And thank you so much for having me on. I appreciate it.
0: Thank you. Take care. You too.